This program is brought to you by Bible Media, under the oversight of the elders of the Chipman Road Congregation in Lee Summit, Missouri. I've often wondered what it would be like if we lived when Christ walked the earth. Would we be a follower, a believer, or would you and I be one of those that thinks Jesus was a quack? One of those guys who was just trying a gimmick, trying to get public attention? Maybe. Or would we sit for days on the side of a mountain without eating, sitting on a stone and listening to him? I would like to think that I would be a listener, a believer, but to be honest, I don't know. I can't imagine that it would have been easy to escape the miracles that were being done by Jesus and his apostles. I really don't like crowds, so maybe I would have been someone who stayed at home and cleaned house or, or made more bread or counted the produce to sell in the market. But I believe I would have been a skeptic. I admit that. I needed proof, not just taking someone's word for it. And that's not all bad. I appreciate that my God provided me with a way to see and hear him, to have that proof. I mean, what if he hadn't? Where would we be? Trying to figure it all out, word of mouth? Well, that's craziness to me. I mean, I don't know about you, but even though I have a PhD in communication, I'm constantly reminded that I don't always get my point across correctly. So in his wisdom, he provided the word to guide us, to lead us, to show us, and for us to listen. And so recently, I was listening to something I, I never heard before, a sound that hurt my heart. And I thought you might need to hear it too. I think that we're all familiar with what we think of as the most emotional verse in the Bible, or what a lot of people talk about. And it's also one of the shortest. It's John chapter 11, verse 35. Jesus wept. The context of that verse is just after Lazarus had died. And I've heard and read a lot of arguments discussing that emotion and why our Savior was brought to tears. And any number of them can be right. The point was, our Savior in the flesh felt that emotion, that human emotion that we feel. And so... The idea that our Savior wept, that's touching. And the fact that our God chose to include that fact, that emotion to us, tell us about it through the inspired writer, well, that's even more significant and loving and kind. I mean, each and every time the Holy Spirit includes something like this, well, it's a glimpse into the heart of our God. But but that's not the sound that I'm that I'm talking about. And I'm talking about sound symbolically, of course, that I'm referring to a different sound, not the sound of Jesus weeping. This is different. This sound in this specific instance is only recorded in Mark chapter 8. Perhaps you're familiar with the events that lead up to the chapter, but Jesus is hounded by the Pharisees. He's preaching and teaching thousands of people at one time. He's healing the sick, making the lame whole, and basically spending all day doing miracles. If you aren't familiar with chapter 8, there's a lot going on. And although I think there could be an argument that the events in the previous chapter and through chapter 8 didn't all happen in one day. Well, it couldn't have. And that makes sense. But the fact that the Holy Spirit chose to list the events as he did in the order, the way he did, it was not a mistake. 
That was on purpose to be able to see all that was going on. And by the way, all of it is on purpose. So needless to say, there was a lot going on that led up to this. So in chapter 8 of Mark, as Jesus is confronted yet again by the Pharisees, immediately after he fed the 4,000, you see, the Pharisees were always giving Jesus tests. Earlier in chapter 7, they gathered around him to confront him about hand washing before meals. That was the test. There always seemed to be a test, and this was no exception. So in verse 11, they had an opportunity, they felt. So they came seeking from him a sign from heaven to test him. And in this verse, verse 12 of chapter 8 of Mark, it's that verse that grabs my heart and it won't let go. The Holy Spirit says, but he sighed deeply in his spirit and said, why does this generation seek a sign? Assuredly, I say to you, no sign shall be given to this generation. And he had just fed 4,000 people with seven loaves and a few fish. Wouldn't that have been enough? Really? They needed more? He just finished healing countless people, had relieved the mentally tormented from demons, had asked for nothing in return. Was that not enough to prove that he was from heaven? What else was there? The Pharisees were keepers of their tradition and prided themselves of keeping it no matter what. Is there any sign that would have shook them off their foundation, that would have proven to them that Jesus was God, that Jesus was from heaven? What sign would it have taken for them to, to let go of their own ideas? I mean, if they gave them up, they gave up everything. Popularity, their money, their jobs, maybe their families rejecting them. Man, there was a lot. It was their life's work. Did they need more of a sign? And Jesus sighed deeply in his spirit. And he said no to them. You don't get one. I've read and reread and meditated on that scripture until I almost feel like I can I can hear that sigh. Hear that emotion and frustration in that sigh. And I'm reminded of it when I stubbornly say, I think, or I believe, I think I can almost hear it when I choose to interpret what he said to fit my own life choices or justify something that I wanted to do. I recall it when I'm, I'm not sure if my choices are in line with God's scripture and plan, and I just go with it, assuming it's fine, waiting for a sign. Or when I do something that I've always done, just because I've always done it, and that sigh is there when I assume my choices are right because my parents said it was, or preacher somewhere sometimes said it was. Or just when I hear us say, well, God didn't say we couldn't. Or, I've always done it and no one ever told me it was wrong. It's in those moments that I return in my mind and heart to that scripture. And I see those of us who have, have said those things and 
those of us who have taught others the same attitude to rely on our own traditions, our own beliefs, and looking for a sign. And I picture in my mind all of us gathered, waiting for Jesus, arguing and saying, give us a sign from heaven if we're to believe you. And then for us and who we are, and when he sees us and hears us doing that, I wonder if he's sighing. We thank you for listening today. We hope you enjoyed this program. You can find out more about Byway Media by visiting our website, bywaymedia.org. You can find all of our podcasts and all major podcast platforms. As always, we thank you for listening.